This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Papa. One of my tough stance on immigration. We go to McDonald's today, Papa. We'll be changed to Papa. pizza. 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 Hey. I like pizza, pepperoni, mozzarella, and anchovy. I like pizza with salami, eggs, and cheese, and oregano. Greetings, greetings. Uh, so on Tuesday, uh, Domino's held a competition to answer the question, who is the world's fastest pizza maker? Mm. With an audience of 8,000 people at the Venetian Resort in Vegas, uh, Zagros Jaff emerged victorious. Little handsy, that guy. Yeah, super handsy. Is that prep and cook time? Uh, he's a regional manager in Hampshire, England. He made three large pizzas in just 70 seconds. That's <laughs> 23 seconds, roughly, per pizza. He won 3000 bucks, a trophy, and a championship belt. Oh, that's badass. So contestants had to hand-stretch the dough and add the sauce and toppings on three pizzas. One pepperoni, one mushroom, and one cheese. I don't think I've hand-stretched my dough for about a week now. Go ahead. It's good for the prostate. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm so excited to have won the world's fastest pizza maker competition. I've been training for this for 12 years. Practice, practice, practice. Competition means everything to me. Making pizzas fast and efficiently is the heart of Domino's business, and it's what I do every single day. That's cool. I want to be the best, and I love the rivalry. It makes me work harder. Domino's side contestants were also graded on the dough and sauce, the portion of toppings, and the placement of the toppings. Quality was scrutinized as two judges who are highly qualified in <laughs> Domino's standard pizza-making practices inspected the stretching of the dough, the application of the sauce, and portioning of toppings during the competition. you got to relax. Don't tense up. Put on some music. Free your mind. The pizza was not perfect. The judges added time penalties to the competitor's time, or the pizza was DQ'd. Remember, boy, if you ain't first, you're last. Just remember that growing up. Domino said it started the world's fastest pizza maker competition in 1982 to honor pizza makers who best exemplify the company's philosophy of keeping efficiency in the store to allow sufficient time for sale, timely pizza delivery. Nice. Couldn't be happier to crown Jaff as Domino's 2022 world's fastest pizza maker. Hmm. That's what the CEO, Russell Weiner, said. What would be a penalty? You forget... Uh... If the toppings look crappy, like yeah, all right, the pepperonis right. weighted on one it's side. still got to or... be up to standard. Mm-hmm. So got to be up to a, a Domino standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty neat, huh? Yeah, right. You don't want to leave a, a, a cheeseless portion of the pizza. That would be a deduction. Well, yeah. You know, one strand of cheese is missing. <laughs> yes. Take you out back and flog you. 23 seconds per pizza. But that's incredible. And and made well. That is that is incredible. I'm trying to think of something I've done. I've done nothing well. What have I? What? What would what would be your pizza mountain to climb and conquer? What would be? What would probably be a belching contest? Ooh, belching contest. Rip one off for me. I can't right now because I, I don't have anything carbonated. See, I can't. 
I can't just belch on command like some people. That's a talent. I just need something carbonated in it. Dude, if I have a Diet Dr. Pepper, look out. Mm-hmm. What about you? What Did you figure it out? Um, <clears throat> Sad. Sad. Sad man. Um, go wait in the truck. I'm good at uh, practicing at golf and not getting much better. Yeah, I know that's the opposite. Uh, 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 I I don't know. I'm not I'm not good at one thing. I don't have one skill. So I just I just realized that. Oh yeah, nice. Thank you. Nice. Uh, uh, may, uh, no, that's not even it. I'm just average across the board. Pretty average. Got to be something. Um, I'm pretty good at uh, trash talking. At, say at, you at, could talk. Yeah, at any one. Non-stop. Right, right, right. Especially golfing. My buddies will tell you that. Uh, my ability to not literally stop talking. Yeah. I even screw my own putts up because I talk while I'm putting. You're like, someone shut this asshole up. Oh, wait, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Ah, uh, one good thing. Damn. Hi, how's it going? Average across the board. I wouldn't even say that, Johnny. Aww, yeah, maybe, come a, on maybe a little below average. Uh, geez, I can't believe how boring I am. But I just, uh, I just don't have one achievement that I conquer daily. Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to help you out here, bud. <laughs> uh, how about we put a pin in that and we'll we'll circle back around. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Sure. Everything's fine. It's, a, it's all right, dude. I'm good at vacationing. I'm never here. Is there a vacation competition? I I, uh, I, I might cheat on my uh, vacation days. I don't know. But uh, one good thing. No, I'm not a beer maker. I'm not a pizza maker. I consume excellence. That's what I do. I just I consume excellence. There we go, dude. I enjoy that. I appreciate the art that these guys from Hubbleton and, and Ale and everybody puts into it. But I would rather I would rather sit on their deck and consume their excellence and relax. Amen, brother. I mean, you know, let the artist work. Shut up and let the artist work. Mm-hmm. Know your role. Your role is to that, drink. That's my role in life. I love it. Wow, that's uh, that's kind of a load off. Good. All right, that's JJO News. Figure it out, asshole. Hello? Dude, I have it. All I right. have your perfection. Right. You are Madison's number one recycler. Ooh. And you, you, whenever we go to a restaurant, you finish everybody else's plate. That's true. I'm like the... Uh, that is true. Uh, I mean, you save probably millions of tons of stuff that goes into a landfill typically in a year. Yeah. You're like Captain, I'm the junkyard dog. Planet. I am the junkyard dog, no doubt about it. I agree. Yeah, I mean, he's got to have just, I mean, isn't it common practice around there? If something's not done, what are you going to finish that? What are you good at? What's your, <laughs> what's your, what's your pizza-making talent level skill? Mine? Yeah, see, it's hard to, it, it, I, I don't. Married, th- I married the marketing director for Rocky Rococo's. I haven't made a pizza in So, seven degrees of pizza. It's true. It's true. We lived off her pizza. We did. I don't think, uh, yeah, I got pretty spoiled. That's true. That's true. All right, good point. Good point. All right. right, Keeping it with pizza. All right. Hi, how's it going? Oh, geez, Johnny. You're uh, you're good at talking out your ass. You know that, right? I'm good at talking out my ass. I'm good at talking out your ass. I'm good at word salad and and literally literally not making a point. And I will refer I mean, to my first uh, evidence here, Exhibit A, and it would be the 6 o'clock break yesterday where you talked about cat food for 20 minutes. Ooh. Hey, uh, hey so I take... Nothing wrong with talking about pussy. So I take... I t- <laughs> uh, Pussy's got to eat, dude. I take... Uh, hey. I take the... I'm 300 the, miles away. I got to stream you every day. You suck that much. I got to listen to you. I take the cat sample home. From uh, from the from the cat food place, right? Earthwise, Earthwise, big mistake. Aspen tore through that food sample like an F five. I mean, uh, I mean, it like, was good. the rest of it. It was gone, and he's never gotten into the IMS that fast. And you I ever tried the food? I'm pretty pumped. I'm no. gonna, I'm going to stop. I'm going to bag it. Pretty pumped. <laughs>
My cat food. You tried the cat food? My cat you food. Tried it? My cat food budget just know. tripled. So now gas is going up. My cat food just went up triple. Have you tried cat food? No, I haven't. Collar? I heard it tastes like chicken. <laughs> well, real chicken. And re- like chicken. Keep on licking. And, oh my real, God. and real salmon. You just don't stop. I love it. <laughs> okay. Hi. I love how it took you to your mid-50s to realize you're a total loser. Uh, failure. Failure, I meant. Sorry. Uh, no, failure's good. I, I yeah, I, yeah, we could use them interchangeably. I mean, I like I like that I've been consistent uh, keeping a job. That's uh, been a, a a prideful thing for me. When most people wash out of radio, yeah. in their twenties, they give up. They don't wash out; they give up. Yeah, because it's it's, it's tough. a long climb, dude. It's it's tough. So uh, that is a point of of uh, pride for me, right? If you don't like it, you can kiss my ass. I don't care. I don't, a lot of people definitely. can't go to work, drink, and get slightly hammered and be invited back the next day. It's true. We've somehow found the job for us. So my ability is uh, the ability to stay buzzed four days a week and, and, and keep a job. That's damn impressive. Hi, how's it going? Hey, Johnny. We know it's not you being a DJ. <laughs> now, that's the opposite of what I just said. Per- I didn't hear perfect, <laughs> perfect timing. I've heard worse. You could not have had Listen better timing. You, I've heard worse than me. Dave's talent is being a DJ. Yours is talking. We're back to the talking. Well, what's the difference between talking and being a DJ? I'm sorry, what was that? What's the difference between talking and being a DJ? Running the oh, board. You have to have talent to be to talk. A DJ, you just got to sit there and play music. Yep, just push the button. <laughs> You just said, I talk, and she says, I talk, and you DJ. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, D, D is just awesome. That's that's all. Kisses. Wow. Love you. Wow. <laughs> Sorry I don't live up to your lofty standards of uh, DJ excellence. Well, you're not like sorry. You enough times, and I've met you enough times. You're right. I'm not sorry. Hi, how's it going? Do you realize by the time this bit's over, it'll be news again? Yeah, it's almost news. Feels like a trap. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? I love you. I love you. Don't lie to me. See, then I get paranoid when somebody says that they love me. You're supposed to say it back. I love you, man. I've had enough beer. I'll tell a man I love it. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. And only three countries in the world don't use the metric system. Or you can listen to this one. I can't remember where I went Friday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did I do on Friday? I got to check my calendar. (laughs) If anybody saw me Friday, call. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. I literally have no idea where I was Friday. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Vagina. 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 These subliminal messages. Getting all horny. Uh, NFTs. What's what your talent? Tell me about the veg. So, how are you feeling about the NFT thing, the non fungible token? Uh, I'm neutral to positive. I like that you're not negative. Good. Uh, while Madonna diving into the NFT market crotch first, she's auctioning off three NFTs, and each one is a computer-generated video where something different is growing out of her vagina. Labia Majora. I'm growing tomatoes out my vagina. Meteor, please. What's wrong with her? In one, it's a tree. In another, it's a swarm of butterflies. A tree? Yeah. She seems a little desperate. And in the third, it's little robotic centipedes, because that's not freaking terrifying. And they're crawling out of her. Yes. Madonna says, I wanted to investigate the concept of creation. Oh, just stop. No, dude. Create retirement and go away. Not only the way a child (laughs) enters the world through a woman's vagina, but also the way an artist gives birth to creativity. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I can't. 
criticize you. <sighs> You're going to see. You, you women in your vaginas are on a different wavelength. I'm not supposed to comment on that. Okay. Well, That's... look. Good job. Uh, she adds, all works were conceived with a 3D scan. So you're going to see close-ups of her who, ah, ah, ah. Vagina! Uh, money raised from the NFTs is going to three charities that are focused on supporting women and children around the world. Baffling. You don't have a, uh, a rendering, do you? Could you sketch something out for me? Let's see what's going on there. Sure. <laughs> I'll sketch something out real quick. Uh, um, can I just give to the charities and not have to look at the vagina? How about that? Am I going to be able to tell it's a vagina, or will it be a, a like a, a a rendering, a soft? Will it be a soft opening or a hard opening? Well, it was. It's like it's it's was created with the three D thingy, majiggy. So it's actually her vagina. So this is what happens when your music career is basically over. You you. you That's what I'm trying to figure st- out. Stuff stuff comes out of your. I was like, but what? Who? Huh? But why not? Why now? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> it's a little desperate, but whatever, man. I mean, you know, you you uh, artsy folks, if you like that stuff. Last thing I want to look at is a vagina with robotic centipedes coming out of it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, she seems a little deranged. Is she drinking? I don't know. Hmm. She's, yeah. I've, maybe she's just reached a point where she knows it doesn't matter. She can do whatever the hell she wants. She's you've, friggin' Madonna. You've entered a... Another dimension, Madonna's vagina. Oh, look, I swear my butterflies. So it's a, uh-uh. it's like metaphors for life giving creations. The artist is birthing art through Madonna's vagina. I feel like there could have been an easier route, but whatever. See now, if you and I, I always do. I always say, if normal people did this, they put us in a straitjacket. But then somebody famous does it, and that's right. Sells for eighty trillion dollars. Right, because the difference between why, being crazy or eccentric is money. Right, or attention grabbing, or whatever. I mean, it's just very. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if it's gross. I'd have to see it. I mean, normally you say vagina, and my ears perk up. Your ears perk up. I didn't know you can move. <laughs> Your ears. That's where my ears came from. Madonna's vagina. Oh. No, I mean, she's like, uh, she's, uh, is she 70? Oh, no. How old is Madonna's vagina? <laughs> well, the, the vagina's probably 20 years older than she is. She's 63. Holy Toledo. Uh, Maybe be and some she big... got some major work done. Holy. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Well, all her pictures are touched up. Because I see her, and it's like, oh, my God, she looks like she's 20. Or that's not her. Only if you're far away enough. I don't know. I don't know. The the roast beef sandwich is an art form. Sure. Why not? Just hang a little bit outside the bun. (laughs) Look, Giannis Antetokounmpo is coming out of Madonna's vagina. Very strange. Well, now I'm thinking Arby's, dude. It seems. <laughs> seems desperate. I yeah. Why? Well, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, like I said, if I did something, I'd probably get. HR would probably call me down Without and say, "Dude, you can't sell your wiener as an NFT, and have a. You know, your little head coming out of my." My head? Yeah. Do not drag me into your penis <laughs> NFT, dude. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Hey, Granny. That's your vagina? That's mm-mm. fancy. That's a fancy one. Hi, how's it going? Morning. How's it going? Good. It's good. Uh, it was So, was doesn't good. Madonna know that the script for Total Recall has already been done? It's been written. It's been written multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, have, I see. I, you I, can't I, have mechanical whatever yeah. climbing out of Virginia's. I mean, I've been to Virginia. It's watching the seasons foliage, change. Foliage, great foliage in Virginia. So, yeah. 
Uh, Trip, I, I oh. honestly like the uh, oh. triple-titted woman on Total Recall. The uh, original one. This... Not, the, not the Markov. I didn't even see the remake. So I'm looking at the pictures. They're clearly touched up. Well, yeah, and, and there's a giant tree coming out of her uh, virginia. She didn't really have a tree in her vagina. That must be a pretty gaping hole there. <laughs> it's adequate. Well, that does not look like the body. <laughs> and I'm not, look, I'm not taking shots because it is what it is. Uh, but uh, that does not, that is not the body of a 63-year-old woman. That's, that's touched up. That is computer-generated body. No doubt about it. I love this line. Sparked confusion and dismay on social media when she she debuted the risque NFT collection. Her knees look confusion weird. Confusion and dismay. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's where we're at. Without I'm a doubt. I'm somewhere between confused and dismayed. It's like, it's what? Perfect. What's going on? It's like, I could not put my feelings into words. There uh, you go. Uh, I, I'm not saying you have to put your clothes on when you're 63, but when, you're, when the vag, the Virginia, becomes the focal point, that's... That's that's not aging that gracefully. I don't know. It's very strange. But that's uh, up to you. Hey, that's up to you, gals. That's right. You, you just got to let her run with it. Run with it, dude. I don't care. I'm good. Just let her get it out of her system, and hopefully we never have to talk about her vagina again. Well, we're talking about her. Very good. Yes, we are. I mean, I, I wouldn't put her down as a top-ranked hoe, from what I understand, but my... I, now I'm never gonna look at a butterfly the same. <laughs> the, be like, are you okay, little guy? She, she hatched a butterfly. That's unbelievable. That's Mother Nature. I didn't think that's how science works. That's unbelievable. All right. Replay today, the JJO Morning Show podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six packs and growlers and bombers avail. Let them mix and match them. There's no room to fail. Located out on uh, East Washington, Trixie's is the place for all your springtime fun. Trixie, Trixie, oh yeah, well she's got your beer now. Uh huh. That's right. Trixie, Trixie, uh huh. Oh yeah. What's that? She's got your beer now. Oh, that's right. Ah, beer. Hi, Trixie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You're positively glowing this morning. Well, thank you. You're so welcome. That's because I not, love 90 degree heat. Am I just buttering you up because you're, yes, you're, you've got enough, uh, what did my buddy Dave used to say? You got enough uh, sweat running down your butt crack to open a water park. That's, what That's you why say. you wear an airy cotton dress. Yes, it's true. Let it flow. Let it flow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so here we are. Now we've got special guests in the studio. Trixie, yeah. uh, introduce everybody. This is we great. We do. We've got Mike and Jerry here from Hubbleton Brewery. No! Self-distributed mm-hmm. from Waterloo. Um, beautiful place out in Waterloo, too. Like, you guys are in the middle of nowhere. Um, farmland. Absolutely gorgeous. And amazing beer. So we've got some friends in today. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Mike. Hey. Uh, introduce uh, who's your pal. So we got Jerry here. He helps a lot with production and sure. uh, order fulfillment and a lot of other stuff around the brewery. And then uh, I do all the sales and distribution. One of the owners. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing the sales and distribution, how many miles do you think that you drive? So in a week. To give you an idea, I get monthly oil changes because I have to. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm mean, basically on that same schedule too. Oh yeah, it's it's bad. I when we first started distributing, I was like, I wonder how long this is gonna last. And you look down and. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, my God, I'm a week past it. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, they're going to scold me if I'm a thousand miles over. Right? You're supposed to add oil? Oh, crap. Yeah, every now I and know. then. Yeah. I know. Life's hard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts while you're driving? Oh, God, yeah. There's there's some, like, <laughs> oh, there's so many. <laughs> I Don't get me wrong. We throw on the radio every now and then. Right. Oh, no. The you- thing... You and Biaz are going to just launch into a dissertation on the frog. Oh, no. A Wisconsin frog species. Oh, boy. If you're no. driving that long, you can't just listen to music that I know, long. I know. Like, it's I hear so much. I know. I it's hear true. I, I grew up a big music junkie. Like, I have discographies well, memorized. Audiobooks are huge, dude. Yeah. That, too. I, yeah. I've, I've burned through all of them mm-hmm. that I could yep. find them. Like, at, at what point do you just stop listening to stuff about the cosmos? Like, it just gets old after a while. Right. <laughs> Me and Dateline. Yeah. I don't know if I, I, I love 
Dateline murder mysteries. Yeah, dude. I, I get, I'm fascinated by people who think they can get away with it. I'm like, listen to the science. How do you think you're going to get away with that? I'm always mm-hmm. yelling, do you ever watch Dateline? I know. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you thinking? Uh, Control your anger. You're going to jail. Well, yeah, and then you come up with better ways to hide bodies. That's mm-hmm. what I love about it. It's like, oh. okay, mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, that didn't work. I'm moving on to the slurry pond. Mm-hmm. Will you stop giving out my place? <laughs> just wear your Fitbit while you're sleeping, just to prove you're not there. Love it. Uh, so, Mike, you guys started out. You guys have a, tell us the, the the beginnings of of Hubbleton. Yeah. So, long story short, uh, this was supposed to be my dad's retirement hobby. Mm-hmm. He's been a he's been a, a self taught home brewer since 1994 is when he first started. Which we know that for a fact because when we added on the very first expansion to the brewery, yeah. we were digging through a bunch of old DVDs that we had found, and we were going to have them condensed all into one, just because a lot of old home videos sure. and VHS and all that. <clears throat> and uh, I took that home just to scrub through what was on there to make sure we weren't getting anything we weren't supposed to. And uh, there was this video house tour of the first house they bought in Waterloo before they moved out to where the brewery is, and it was a video of him sending uh, a tour to a friend of his that lived on the East Coast at the time. And <laughs> he turned around, and it's like this old ancient VHS rec- recording of it, and he goes, I'm going to start brewing my own beer. And the As day, an afterthought. Yeah. It's kind of like an afterthought. It's some, you know, some old corny kegs sure. and a bunch of other random stuff sure. sitting in the corner. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> That's so neat. Yeah. That was, I'm like, oh boy, did he, if he would have known, right. would he have gone this far? He was, a, he was a pioneer and he didn't even know it back in 94. Yeah. Didn't yeah. even know it. Love Don't it. worry. He's still kind of a hipster. It's fine. Oh, really? He's so hip he doesn't even know it. He's so cool he doesn't know it. We'll go with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then you guys started out, uh, and then and then a shed uh, or in the house proper. So when he first started homebrewing, yeah, it was all in the basement. Uh-huh. It was just you know uh-huh. five gallon homebrew kit stuff like that. Eventually, he graduated to all grain, which is what the majority of breweries do now. And um, it was it got to the point where he bought. He used to work at a place in Deerfield that did a lot of stainless steel exchange and uh, refabrication. And he bought an old distillery setup and chopped it into a one barrel system just mm-hmm. to have at home. Because growing up, there was always something on tap. Dude, and he's the Elon Musk of homebrewing. <laughs> just out, right. of, out of thin air. A little that, less weird, but yeah. A little less weird. Uh, you haven't talked to him much. But. <laughs> so so you know, more weird. You, you, know, you know he might be listening, you know. Oh, yeah. They've, okay, I know they got it on full blast at the brewery right now. So shout out to Tom. Cheers. But uh, <laughs> So he, uh, he just kept going with it. And after yeah. a while, and my mother will just verbally assault you if you bring this up she fights a tooth and nail that he did not get kicked out into the shed but i know for a fact he did because i was there for that conversation but eventually he moved out to the shed what banishment she though. claims it I was know. voluntary yes and that <laughs> that's i know like, what you're doing lady uh, perspectives right, right. <laughs> exactly exactly it's the old school division but <laughs> but they we fought that tooth and nail and then he started going out there and after a while that was several, several years before the brew even started. And it was, I think it was January or February of 2015. I was still at home at the time, and I came back from work one day, and he goes, hey, uh, I got something I want to talk to you about. And I went, oh. Oh, the birds and the bees. What were you, 15? <sighs> yeah, give or take. And, uh <laughs> That's an awkward age. That's an awkward age. It really is. I just pulled that out of thin air. <laughs> it could have yeah. been. Son, you got to rip that Band-Aid off earlier. Son, it's time to have that talk. I'd like to show you something. Oh, boy. No? No. Okay, go ahead. Finish your story. Very uncomfortable. So he goes, hey, I want to talk to you about something. Can you come back here? So I walk into his office, and I'm thinking, like, I forgot to pay a bill, or they right. found sure. something they shouldn't have, or whatever. And he goes, you know that brewery I've always wanted to do? I'm like, well, yeah, you never stop talking about it. He goes, well, here's the floor plans. <laughs> He's got nice. diagrammed out, perfectly laid out, oh, sketched yeah. down to the foot. And I look at it, and I was like, given your scale that's not very big, where are you going to put this thing? He goes, oh, I'm just going to build the shed out front. I'm like, what? It's tiny. He goes, no, we'll, we'll expand it. So I think it was early June of 2015. We're knocking tin off the side of the shed and adding posts and started building it. And it took 18 months from the time we started to the time all the federal state paperwork was right. done, the township was good, and we were ready to roll and we could legally sell and produce What beer. a project. Yeah. If you build it. They will come. We are the field of dreams with taps. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Nice. And then so you're growing. I love that you're, you, you didn't go balls out and start canning 10,000 cans. It's like you let demand really dictate your growth, Yeah, which is pretty cool, right? 
Oh yeah, and that's because I mean we came into this with no real professional experience, right? Right. And we, you know, we did our homework and saw what other breweries did and kind of how other places got started. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff we gleaned from there. But at some point, you just got to rip the bandaid and go for it and figure out what's going to work and what doesn't. Right. And for us, we're like, well, we're not super comfortable with the crazy debt load, and I like sleeping well at yeah, night. Right. So right. Exactly. Let's just take this niche yeah. at a time. Right. I'm going to mortgage second mortgage the house for. Something dad may or may not be that great at. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> but uh, no, you've come a long way. Uh, I remember having you guys for the first time uh, years back at uh, at uh, up at Kestrel at the beer outing. You guys were up there, and I'm like, whoa, knock my socks off, dude. It was yeah. so good. I'm like, yeah. what is this all about? Mm-hmm. Who are these dudes? Oh, yeah. Jimmy Bartlett was the one who told me about Hubbleton first. Mm-hmm. He was like, me and my yeah. wife going to go on a drive, <laughs> go, go to Hubbleton. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even talk like that. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Bartlett, Magic 98. That would be weird. But no, he um, he's the one that enlightened me and brought me a beer. And I was all like, oh, hell yeah. And he's like, that's by your hood. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I need to get out there more. Especially the... Well, that's being the, in the middle of nowhere is really appealing. Well, to me. Oh, yeah. for real, that's the appeal Super of it. Appealing. The 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 uh, classic all American road trip. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, somebody find me a car, and I can take a road trip. Uh, anyways, uh, but you're not so secret anymore. Yeah, it's slowly starting to get out, you and know. there was there's a couple times even while you're here. here. Right, right, exactly. We finally... All four people listening are really excited. <laughs> we are officially a brewery now. Uh, how uh, how crazy is it now then? It, it's it's still maintainable, mm-hmm. but there's definitely some days where we're like, do we need to really push and promote? And then there's other days where we're like, yeah, billboard wouldn't be a bad idea. You know, it it ebbs and it flows, but we. We know that this summer... I like the underdog. I like the from the roots. from the. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And we've been establishing our roots for the last couple of years, just figuring out and physically building this yeah. out so it can support more than one yeah. person has been half the battle. And the other half is just how do we get the word out without just fire dumping money into it to get it to go and i think we finally kind of figured that out to just make good connections and make good beer sure yeah, 100%. let the beer speak make good and beer. the beer lover will spread the word dude oh yeah that's we- your best advertising make a good beer make yeah. a good song i know dude write a good song make God. a good joke God. already damn it don't <laughs> i can't <laughs> uh and then what will you do? What would you would you, so right now you're making all of your own beer on site? Oh yeah, we do everything yeah. on site. Right, right. I mean, we build. Would that out. ever change? Uh, would you let that change? I don't. I honestly, I don't think so. No. I mean, you always want to keep quality under control. Mm-hmm. You want to keep everything as first hand as you can. And because for us, with everything being as self manageable as it is, we can control the pace of what we're comfortable with, with what well, the market's ready for. New Glarus does a pretty good job uh, keeping their beer within the border and uh, keeping the uh, demand up. You know what I'm saying? Not a bad business model. You know, I don't know why I'm talking Nothing. like this. No, it's a little weird. You see, Fred, I, Fred Taters. I talk like I talk like when I talk like this, nobody else can hear me but you. Oh, I don't. But you have it. a microphone in front yeah, of you. Yeah, I know. Face. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it was just a theory I had. Yeah. Might not be working too well. I like it. You're an ideas man. So <laughs> when are you open? When can people come up and hang out? What What are you, seven, six days a week? What are you? Uh, we're just Friday through Sunday right now. Just Fridays, four to nine. Saturdays, one to nine. Right. Sundays, one to five. You do food? Uh, we actually just partnered up with Crawfish Junction out of Milford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they have a huge food truck that they bring out. We're rocking Friday night fish fries and Saturday dinner service as well. A lot of munchy stuff, share platters, stuff like that. The Gator Bites yeah. are legit. Oh, I love so I love it when you team up with the food carts and stuff. You know, it just I think it serves everyone well. Oh yeah, yeah. And the thing is, we're we're brewers, not chefs. Don't get me wrong. I can do a mean frozen pizza, but let's <laughs> <laughs> let's leave it at that. You ought to team up with the Milford uh, Trap Club and serve up some pheasant kebab. Ooh. Uh, not a bad idea. It was a bad idea. Was well, that a bad idea? Pheasant kebab. I don't know. Is that a thing? Uh, it might be. Right. It could be. Put some bell peppers on there. Some Why onions. Why don't you work on that? Some onions. Come on now. I mean, maybe Pluck your own pheasant. Get a dollar off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so gross. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near that. That would, that would be fun. that'd be your trademark signature. Pluck your own pheasant. <laughs> We got the beer. Come on out with the kids for Halloween. Pluck your own pheasant. I feel like that's. Oh just my god! Going, going out to the to, to the corn morbid tonight this weekend. Corn maze and pluck your own pheasant out here in Waterloo. I feel like that's just going to degrade into the roadkill special, and I don't want to get that far, man. Your dad, your dad, right now is like, cut! Stop talking! Stop talking! Oh no, we, we'll we'll keep the spicy stories for.
for Dude, later. Dude, we're ideas people. We're ideas people. All right, you got a notebook? <laughs> you know what you want to do for... Trust me, you don't have to write any of them down. I wouldn't. You know what you want to do for football season? You ought to make a beer called Hubble Up. Oh, oh yeah. dude, stop. What? What? Yeah. Jerry's over there going, Hubble up, goddammit, this is really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> to be fair, none of our beers are named Sober. That's like, that ah, is, that's a like rolling that. rolling yeah. tradition right, in brewery. Right. That's a is we just craft uh, secret. Call the other half and go, all right, we're naming beers tonight. Yeah. Good luck. Right, right. We're going to need a ride around uh, 8.39. <laughs> and uh, yeah, lock the doors when you get here. All right, let's get our first beer under our belt. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to start off with the Kolsch, the Kleinstadt Kolsch. This is really great. So very light, uh, very fluffy, very golden. Um, and I love the hops in here. I know that these are locally grown hops, mm-hmm. um, but perfect, uh, in my opinion, for a Kolsch. It has a little more of a hot bite to it, which I, I'm a fan of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's been one of the better beers that we've made as far as just every time we turn around, we're like, where did all the kegs go? Right. Yeah, every time we take a count. And it's something we just put in a six-pack a little over a year ago because we were looking to replace the current light beer that we had, and we are like, eh, we don't want to do another pale ale. Everyone and their grandma does a Pilsner, so we got to do something that's at least remotely interesting. And this one we had on draft for two years, and we are like, yeah, I think that could be a good fit for us. And we did it and almost immediately shot to the number one. So, nice. It's been doing good. I love Kolsch. It's one of my favorite kinds of beers. Uh, the crispness of Kolsch is one thing that I really love, and I think they're great for summertime slammers. Uh, just nice mm-hmm. and light, and you can go about your day, and you're not weighed down by a whole heavy beer. What's well, the ABV on this one? Uh, it's just around five. So okay. it, it, is there a beer, better beer to go with a brat and a slab of cheese? No, this N- is definitely nah, the beer. This is the beer right here. I had this number one out of the six, okay. which is amazing because I was really looking forward to the darks, but yeah. uh, this is number one for me. Oof, yeah. Just it, delicious. Light beers are tough to make, man. That's a good rule of thumb. If you ever go to a brew pub, brewery, whatever, check their lightest beer first. Because if they can do that right, you know the rest of it's going to be That's good. That's a good point. Why are light beers harder to make? It's like a battleship versus a paper sailboat. Anything that's wrong with it, any kind of imperfections, any impurities, any of that is going to come through immensely on the light stuff. And in bigger stouts and porters, you can bury that stuff because there's Got so much it. going on. Sure. So you know if that bad boy's crystal clean, the rest of it's going to be good. Right. That's a good inside tip there. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting beer, I mean, for people that, that are afraid of craft oh yeah you know like a low hop thing a little malty a little sweet it's got a little sweet on it too i mean it's just and and when you make a kolsch we've talked about this before don't you have to follow the german recipe or somebody comes over and hit you in the face with a baseball bat we have yet to be batted but it it has to stick traditionally to the purity laws yes grain hops yeast water that's it right and that's how the majority of beers that we do are made anyways besides the goofy adjunct stuff Mm -hmm. but we try and stick as old school as possible because that's how you keep it clean and simple love it my number one beer absolutely fantastic love kolsch if you haven't have if you've never had a kolsch uh do yourself a favor and and, uh get a little crazy and it's not even that crazy. No. It's just delicious. No, it's good intro beer. All right, what's our next beer? All right, the Tully Hall Irish Red, uh, 5.2% alcohol. Oh. Super great. I love the malts in this. There is a balance of hops, but it does have that like really subtle nickel quality to the red ale that I like. Not overbearing, though, for the people who don't like that um, that aftertaste aspect. I mean, I happen to like it, so I like the subtlety that is still in there. Um, super great. I see on the label there's a background story to Tully Hall. Yeah, it, it's pretty, it's kind of a wild story. It's the definition of serendipity. So my dad and his mother went over to Ireland about two years after I was born because his mom is super into genealogy and she has our original name, the McGoverns, traced all the way back to their heritage in the 1500s in Ireland. Wow. And we found they found out through that trip that Tully Hall was the name of the small baron within Coven County, Ireland. That is where the name originated from. And when they found out about that, it was kind of like, oh, that's a cool side note. Maybe we can bake that into the story in the future. And we found out later on, like I think it was three years into the brewery, um, he she came over and started talking to us about. Oh, I found a bunch of cool old plot maps and like the old, mm-hmm. you know, eighteen nineteen hundreds. Did their homework. Yeah. Oh, she's she's part of the historical society. Like oh, wow. she loves this stuff. And she brought over an old plot map, and it turns out that there was five McGovern brothers that migra- that actually homesteaded right 
across the field from where the brewery existed that they owned about 250 acres that the brewery now sits within. So your brewery, yes. Whoa, the original the forty. And you didn't know that? No, we didn't know until like three years in. It was it was crazy. We were like, oh my god, we did the most Irish thing possible. (laughs) We built a brewery on it. (laughs) That's crazy. That's awesome. That almost sounds like you're making it up. No, I I just for a good beer. It was meant to be like a good beer story. You know, we we kind of geeked a little bit when we heard about that, and we're like, we got to get a copy. I got kind of got goosebumps. Yeah, we pulled the plot maps from the historical society, and we went, oh my god. It's it's actually true. Okay. Destiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it when stuff like that happens. That is cool. Total happenstance. I love it, dude. Yeah. Badass. So here we are drinking our Irish red. Mm-hmm. What what uh, what do you think? Oh, what do you think? She already did it. Um, but I so I have an issue with reds usually because mm. of the nickel penny taste thing. But like you said before, um, it's very slight in this red, um, and this mm. is actually one that I really super enjoy. I think it's um, just the right amount of everything in there, and I really like the maltiness of it all. It's it's a fantastic. I think beer. it smooths it out for you specifically, yeah. without mm-hmm. that being the forefront, right? Of I the can't flavor. Deal with that, I don't know why. Yeah, no, I get it. But if you don't usually like reds, I would give this one a shot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them do have that weird, like, copper sensation to them, but yeah. we kind of front-load it and make a little bit sweeter on the front end to kind of help reduce that of that hesitancy of, like, uh, Well, I appreciate I that. Well, I, I told Mike and Jerry earlier, I said, uh, Reds don't seem to get the respect they deserve, and maybe maybe they're up and coming, but now you're getting into a fuller body beer, you know, if you don't want to go full porter, you know, you're something happy medium, something in there, you're getting a malt. Getting right. some hop in there, it's delicious, dude. I absolutely love it. Your people from the 1500s would be proud. They would doing the McGovern some justice. <laughs> They're up there somewhere going, "Good, you done good, boy." <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. Why do they talk like that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I no. Oh, I gotta oh, quit. No. I gotta uh, quit. Bail, dude. Bail. Dumbing down your smartphone, one podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe. To the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. If Snoop Dogg shows up someday on television with a giant diamond encrusted Darth Vader head necklace, I'm going to beat you with it. He won't, though. How do you know that? Because it's Snoop Dogg. Are you a rapper? Yes, she It's going to be a blunt covered in diamonds, not Darth Vader. She's a little 40. <laughs> a little 40? Thank you. I got you, boo. Uh, I want a cool name before the show's over. Damn it. That's cool. All right, uh, Mike and Jerry are here from- The opposite of me. <laughs> uh, Mike and Jerry here from Hubbleton Brewery in Waterloo. Isn't that uh, Trek uh, bicycle people out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't yeah. that the, uh, the, the head- world headquarters? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Everybody cool? Oh, yeah. Those guys are awesome. They must have had a great couple of years with the pandemic. Oh, I have to imagine. I don't know how well retail did, but their online sales were through the roof. Huge. That's awesome. Also in Waterloo, Van Holt Pickles. Oh, I love pickles. Good call, dude. Shout out to Casey, the pickle prince. What up? Dude, I did the tour of the pickle factory, and it was seriously one of the best days of my life. How come no one's made a beer or, you know, the worm in tequila? How come you've never put a tiny pickle in a beer? We we have talked about this (laughs) an ungodly amount because he's had a maintenance over there. baby gherkin. And we constantly- I'll show you a baby gherkin. Can we make a pickle beer? Is that a thing? Do we- can we make that happen? There's pickle beer out there. Yeah, I think it was a. Texas. I think it would have to be a light or... beer. Yeah, it's uh, there's a place in Texas that does like pickle beers, pizza beers, yeah, yeah. yeah weird, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it's like at one point, am I just drinking Campbell's? It's <laughs> a good question. I think a pickle beer sounds great. I think mm-hmm. eating pickles sounds great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right. So Let's collab. All right. I'm in. Hey, Amen. Uh, what's our next beer? What are we? All right, we are on the Crooked Judge IPA train right now, and super great. I, You know I love the IPAs. This one definitely has a drier finish to it yeah. that lingers on your tongue. So super big fan of this. Tell mm. me more. Yeah, so when we, when we first started developing this IPA, it took a lot of different revisions to get it to where it is because we kind of wanted to blend between old school West Coast, kind of dryish, piney, not too floral, but, you know, you're not doesn't feel like you did a shot of gin. And we wanted to have something that still had like an upfront softness, kind of like the East Coast and more New England-ish juicy stuff. 
but without getting to mimosa level because some of them get pretty overboard. Not mm-hmm. that that's a bad thing, but we wanted a good balance. We could pick up a six-pack a week of that, and you wouldn't get bored of it, but you're not scraping your tongue after every beer either. So that's kind of where we went with this one, and it's become a staple for us for sure. There's a lot of people that just they love the unique profile of the hops, and we actually back it up with a solid amount of grain so it's not just eh on the bottom end. So it, I have to ask you, are you self-taught in uh, beer, uh, knowledge-making, brewing, and the science? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Well, with enough six-packs, anything's possible. <laughs> you don't let anybody... <laughs> I've been saying that forever, man. <laughs> and look how far yeah. we've come, dude. I'm always amazed at how much I learn when you guys, across the board, Yeah, mm-hmm. not any brewery come in and talk beer. It's impressive. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate you. What do you think of the beer? Fantastic. Um, I love the almost like brute finish on this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it's that dry finish, but it's not like super over hoppy, powerful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a crazy journey, this mm-hmm. IPA. Yeah. And this is about a judge that was actually crooked. Yes. So <laughs> that's where we got the name from because the Hubbleton's a little unincorporated town between mm-hmm. Waterloo and Watertown. And uh, we did a, we try to, a lot of the core beers, we try and keep relevant names to like our local heritage or the history of the brewery. And when we started digging up this, my uh, coming back to grandma, who is super into history, she actually brought this up that the guy that owned several hundred acres between Lake Mills and where Hubbleton is, his name was Levi Hubble, and he was a namesake for the town of Hubbleton. And he's one of the first circuit court judges in the state of Wisconsin back in 1848. To, I think it was six years after that is when he started. And uh, he ran his term for about six years, and he was really good at collecting taxes, but not all of it went back to the state. <laughs> <laughs> and they found out about that and weren't too happy, so he got impeached. And we looked at that story, and we went, well, he kind of sounds like a bitter old man. We should probably name an IPA after Here him. Here come the crooked judge. That. So... Yeah, that's kind of driving the nicest car in town. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that's so crazy. We uh, it's funny because we have a running joke around the brewery. If that any batch goes sideways and we have to get rid of it and we got to go, we give it to a farmer and they field spread it or whatever. Yeah. We're like, well, right. Levi must be thirsty again. <laughs> I love it. And how long ago was he a judge? He was eighteen fifty. Oh my I god! Say. It's amazing. There was like oversight back then. You think people would have in eighteen fifty would have just then. been like, oh, what's a thousand bucks here well clearly there wasn't a whole lot of oversight he did get away with it for a while well yeah for a while but they eventually got him and what they do they string him up what what he do no he was just impeached and i think he ended up moving towards milwaukee he probably still got his pension and oh it's probably harder to prove at that point that's exactly what i'm saying you know we don't have like they didn't have the backup uh Mm -hmm. recordings that we do now Mm -hmm. they couldn't just pull his google drive account you know Uh, well, I love this. The flavor is incredible. I yeah. mean, that's what I love about pale ale. just super bomb flavor. Super mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Congrats on that. Mm, uh, of course, you got to have one of these in your stable. Oh, yeah. And uh, that, that, that is legit. All right, what's our next beer? All right, Crawfish River Porter. Um, Great porter. Very, it's got the malts to it, but definitely balanced out with hops. Mm. Personally, and I'm wondering if my taste buds are like funky, is there like a slight salt hint in here? It does, so that actually comes from the yeast. It's an English porter, so okay. it does have like a slight slight dry finish to it that almost has like a salted caramel feel to it. Okay. That's what I'm getting out of this. That's really good. Caramel. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. Toffee, or, yeah, what would yes. you think of it? I loved it, dude. And Yeah, I definitely got the caramel mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. on it. Is there. this your number one? This is the first beer we ever produced on our system. It's not the first batch, I promise, because if we had a five-year-old porter, I'd be a little worried. But it's it was one of the OG beers that we started running with. And this is – my dad loves English porters, and this was kind of his his swan song. He's like, I got to make a good porter because that's something he drank a ton of, especially when building the brewery. The amount, <laughs> the amount of empty bottles that left that building to get it built was – it was a couple 55-gallon drums, but it was a lot. <laughs> Well, isn't that what a classic English porter should be? Creamy, mm-hmm. roasty, yeah, a little bitter. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the recipe, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's I, English porters are awesome because I I feel like they're much more dynamic than the American porters. And American porters are great. They're they're really good beers, but a lot of people tend to think them of as baby stouts. Sure. And with with the English stout. style, there's so much more yeah. that you can do with it. You can go adjunct with it. You can go old school like we did. I, it's just they're great beers. But what's around. I've heard the term smooth porter. What is that? Is that like a f- fruity porter? Uh, what is that? 
smooth porters for the most part. A lot of it has to do with you can you can actually lager some porters. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different categories that gives it a really really smooth finish. A lot of it can do with like the style of hops, how much okay. yeast you pitch. There's there's a lot that goes into it, but for the most part, it's just how you want to make that beer intentionally. Sure. Okay. Dynamite. Crawfish. The big dog. We thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D. JJO. With a Hubbleton Brewery from the world famous uh, Waterloo, uh, Tri County, Greater Tri County area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and uh, Jerry are here. Uh, and give some shout outs. I love shout outs. Ah, well, we already. Hit well, that's it. all we have time for. Let's get back to that. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, hi, mom. There's the obvious. Oh, mom! One. Shout out to mom. Hello. Uh, obviously, say hi to dad. Tom, what's up? We got the pickle prince, Casey, over in Waterloo. Nice. And uh, all the other people that make this thing possible, man. We got a really good crew of people that help us keep the lights on. So, how many? Yeah. Uh, would you say how many people are in the in the inner circle of trust? Would you say all said and done? Uh, Employment-wise, oh, I think we're up to 11 now, yeah. between bartenders and all the other fun onesie-twosies that we That's do. That's a healthy staff for yeah. a small brewery. It is. Uh, thankfully, none of them are super dependent on it, which is great. They just have a lot of fun with it. And uh, our running joke is that if you sit on the other side of the bar long enough and we get to know you, you might get hired. Because <laughs> <laughs> summers are crazy out by sure. us, so we sure. need a lot of hands on deck. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you any trees out there, big trees? Oh yeah, when you, you ought to, you ought to do a a, a, a treehouse ideas man where you can go up and sit. You know, just don't like little neat little treehouse locations. Airbnb, dude, boom. We might have to we'll just have to. get sauced, and they'll put you in a. What li- could go wrong with sending put, a drunk person? They'll put you in a. That is the first Listen, thing I thought of. Is I was gonna, like, how happens. are you going to safeguard that Listen so people me. don't break their they're, neck? They're going to put you in a scissors lift and then take you up to the treehouse. I'm then interested they, at scissors. And now the cost just quadrupled. <laughs> True. Oh God! That's, I can hear our insurance company <laughs> crying already. <laughs> Uh, Art, we have a we have a beer left. Yeah, we've got the Huntsman's Breakfast, which I've brought on to the show before. Um, it's an American Imperial Stout with local coffee and chocolate. Super love the coffee uh, hit in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chocolate is just enough. It's a darker chocolate, which is awesome. At 8.3% alcohol, you're kind of getting to the, you know, nice slow sipper of a beer, but uh, super tasty and um, excited for we're putting it in the six-pack mix match this week. And usually we don't. It's it's a more yeah. up there four-pack, but special treat to the JGO listeners. We're going to put it in the... Love it. In yeah. this, in the mix and match this week for you guys. Tell us about the the huntsman. Yeah, so we uh, this was actually when we I think it was 2017. It was October. I want to say like early October. We just got done with our Oktoberfest, and we kind of were sitting around like, uh, well, what do we want to make next? Because we kind of had the core stuff underway, and we wanted to get a little bit more seasonal. So we threw out uh, request on fa- I think it was Facebook. And we're like, hey, help us decide the next beer, throw out a style if the the one that gets the most likes wins. And we're like, okay. We came back a week later, and it was chocolate coffee stout. Nice. We're like, well, we'll see how that goes over because we are kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, we didn't know what to expect. And uh, we ended up tapping the very first keg the opening day of gun season, which is where it's got its name from because there's like three or 4,000 acres of DNR hunting ground that's all public stuff around us. So we're like, well... A lot of people get done hunting around, you know, nine ten o'clock, and they're kind of ready to drink their breakfast. Mm-hmm. So let's give them a big beer. Um, I would never guess that this is as potent as it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't have that alcohol uh, flavor blast in there. So mm-hmm. this is a secret slap you in the face later beer. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's a Trojan horse for sure. And we do a we do a Belgian triple in the oh. winter as well. It's nine and a half percent. But that thing, you drink it and you're like, oh, this must be like four or five percent. You look at the beer boards and you're like, oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I made a mistake. Ooh, I'm gonna have to come out for that. I oh, love yeah. the tripels. We oh, yeah. we named it Good Night, Sweet Prince. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah, it's a fitting name. Should be the last beer of the evening, never the first beer. Depends no. on how the day went. If ah. you if you open it up that way, I don't know. That's my nights never end well with that. Right. Yeah. Well, that's when the JMO comes out. I've never understood that. It's two thirty in the morning. Let's do a shot of JMO. Mm-hmm. No, stop. Go it. to bed. Stop <laughs> it. Um, go to your treehouse. Yeah. Uh, 
chocolate out the yaya, dude. I yeah. love this. I'm yeah. sorry. Did you mention the, the the boozy tasting? There's no boozy taste no. in this at all. No, it's it is super smooth, razor smooth. I have a dumb question. Sure. <laughs> I may have a dumb answer. Weird noise I heard somewhere. <laughs> did, uh, did did original Russian imperial stouts start with coffee way back in the old days of Russia? <laughs> or, or because that would be weird now to have a a, a imperial without coffee in it. You Russia. know what I'm saying? I love you so much. Did they? Why are we in Russia? Well, I mean, isn't that where they started? Russian Imperial Stouts, right? I feel like I should plead the fifth on this. Just Did they have, the would they have, they wouldn't have had coffee. I'm, coffee's been one of the oldest traded commodities known. Okay. Besides beer, of course, but. Yeah, think about be... all the Western movies, the man, they're drinking the coffee, the coffee. It's a big thing. Filtered <laughs> I don't know, but did song. they put it back in beer 800 years ago? I would just they, wonder. They might have. Somebody gets astray. You don't know everything. Yeah, I know. Damn it. Get out. My girlfriend's going to be happy to hear that one. <laughs> uh, delicious. Remember the day you admitted you don't know everything? <laughs> We've got it on record. <laughs> She's used it against me ever since. Uh, congrats on the beer. It's delicious. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and I we, love it. We partnered up with Barris Brothers out of Watertown for this one. Oh, yeah. Because we found out, I think we are like a year or two into it, and the owner of Barris Brothers contacted us, and he goes, hey, man, I grew up literally like two miles from the brewery. I used to stomp around Hubbleton all the time. We'd love to do something together. And because initially we were just using, you know, whatever we could find sure. for good coffees. And once we got with him and we figured out kind of a matching profile, it was spot on. I mean, yeah. we were like, holy crap, that's even smoother because that's, no. it's good. And then we switched to, um, we've recently gone to Ghirardelli chocolate is what we use in there. So it's, we try and. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that's really, that's oh, yeah. high end chocolate. Yeah, it's about as high brow as we get, but <laughs> right. we want to, we want to keep it high quality because it does pass through to the end. So. Delicious. Um, I got to give a shout out to the Bears Brothers. Mm. Uh, they're amazing doing local stuff in the community. Awesome, awesome people to work oh, yeah. with. Yeah, Pete's Pete's a good guy. Yeah. All right. Fair so uh, in closure, what is the plan for the next, what's the five-year plan? So right now, we're kind of finally getting stabilized. We got a little three-barrel operation out mm. there, and we're on track to pump out between six, 700 barrels this year. So it's like riding a tricycle at 200 miles an hour. So, you know, full tilt, basically. <sighs> And uh, <clears throat> we're planning on just kind of even keeling things, getting nice and efficient, and just plan out the next steps for us. Cause, Let know, demand dictate it. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of what it's going to be, and mm. we want to know, like, mm, what is the next step? And now we will actually have time to think about that, Yeah, which is nice. That's <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a good way to go. Excellent. Trixie, what do you got on your end? All right. Well, our sixth beer is going to actually be on tap tomorrow at Growlers to Go-Go at 12 o'clock. And we've got two of them. It's a Hefeweizen and the Shorts Bean Dark German Lager. So we've got two beers that are going to be on tap tomorrow at Growlers to Go-Go at noon. And then we also have a tasting, sampling tasting tomorrow at Trixie's from Hubbleton Brewery from 4 to 7. So if you want to try the beers before you pick it up in the JJO Mix and Match, that's a good time to do it uh, from 4 to 7 at Trixie's. Is that is that at the Growlers or Trixie's? So Trixie's has a sampling tasting mm-hmm. from 4 to 7. You don't do that very often over there. We've got sample tastings. Yeah. I well, think COVID shut it down for a little while. Sure. So it's kind of messed with people, but it is back. I like it. Um, And then at Growlers to Go-Go at noon is when the Hefe Bison <laughs> and the Shorts Bean Dark German Lager will be tapped. Excellent. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll be the one doing the sampling. So if you want to come say hi, I'll probably be there about 4. She's a good hookup. Oh, yeah. Very good hookup. We like taking care of the smaller breweries. Yeah, I and love when you're self distributed and you're working your tail to the bone and the product is good, mm-hmm. which you guys have accomplished, we're all about uh, backing it up and making sure it gets out there because um, there's enough room for there's enough room for you guys. Yep. Oh yeah. And we always want to double down because we're we're not trying to be the gas station beer. We want to be in the places that we know, respect, and want to take care of craft beer and shooting for that market anyways. Mm-hmm. So we want to be in with those guys because they know they're you know a handshake takes two hands. So we want to work with them because they know they'll plug us too. Right. Family owned, dude. We're yeah. family owned. Yeah. Keeping it right here in town. Well, congrats. It's a world class uh, operation. Yeah, your your beer is really really good. And Jerry doesn't get enough credit. And uh, I'm true. I'd like to buy him a donut. <laughs> so there you go. Good take to see the rest you. of the week off, Jerry. Jared, take the rest of the week off. What's today? It's Thursday. You get one day off. <laughs> to be fair, he, got a, he did get his stuff done yesterday. <laughs> I appreciate you, Jerry. 
We appreciate you. Say hi to the crew. Yeah, definitely. And uh, front door is open anytime. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Trixie on East Washington. Look for the big orange uh, arrow. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Love you too. The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but J.J.O.